0: Oh my god, so I want to start off the episode with a little anecdote. Okay, tell me. The funniest thing happened on the way here, didn't it, Danny? Me and Danny were like walking down the street and this guy dropped his sausage roll like right in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Danny, oh my god, what are you doing? Like, and she went to help him pick it up and I was like, Danny, why are you picking up the sausage roll? And then I was like, you're so flaky. And then we laughed and ran away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? Nothing didn't happen.
0: You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish that you could have seen my face. Yeah, that entire story, I was thinking, how am I going to go along with this
0: lie? <laughs> <laughs> so they do like this trend on TikTok where you film your friend and you're like, just make up a story and then like see what they do. I guess it's a bit funny, I like <laughs> if you can see the person's face.
1: I, know, I, I literally had no idea how to carry on with that then. I was thinking, right, okay, it must be important. Keep, keep paying attention.
0: And I was just making this up as I was going along. I was like, where's this story going to go? And I was like, oh yeah, you're so flaky. <laughs> that
1: is so silly. So,
0: hi, hi. Welcome back. I've missed you. you ha- she's been back. She's been educating the masses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm back. I'm bad. I'm nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> Has it,
0: you had a little educational lesson with Jess Glynn about the tea slayer?
1: Oh, yes, I did. I did have an educational lesson with Jess Glynn.
0: We don't have to over talk about it because I know that you're like, can we just talk about my dog slash cat, whatever that hairless pet is that you oh, have?
1: Battle. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw that on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, that was just because I had a day of it. After the Jess Glynn fiasco, I helped with the statement. You
0: helped phrase?
1: Yeah, let's say that. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> I came to I came I arrived at a statement with an informed point of view and I helped in the edit of the statement after I I did have an hour like an hour with her on Zoom and she messed up. Like I I genuinely believe like let's start at the beginning. If anybody is listening to this and doesn't know what happened. Jess Glynn, the pop star behind a few quite quite big songs. I'd say she's got a really recognisable voice in the UK. Mm, yeah. Um, If you don't know her, you you would know her voice, if you're from the UK especially. So Jess went on a podcast with a comedian and was telling a story about going to Glastonbury. Once she had done her set at Glastonbury, she had to go around the festival wearing disguises. She was wearing a wig and a costume and she was taken by the St Pink Queens that she's all friends she's friends with and has been friends with for years. She was taken by, by them with a friend of hers who is a big cis straight guy to the NYC download tent in Glastonbury, which is synonymous with a lot of the queer nightlife clubs from London. They all go there and perform at the NYC download club. And she was telling this anecdote on this podcast with this comedian. And she said, I went to a tranny strip club And there was loads of men dressed as women there. She was telling it in a way that she found funny. She was saying that her friend that she went with was really uncomfortable. And he was like, what the fuck? After she appeared on the podcast, both her and her management tried to have it removed from the episode. Because she knew how much she'd messed up by saying what she said. The comedian refused the edit and ignored their request to have it cut before it came out. But they still went ahead and did it.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. So
1: it went through probably about five layers of management and podcast editors, video editors. It was also done on video. They released the clip where Jess said it, and I raised my pitchfork like a lot of my community did. We went after her. I mean, I was post I was posting about how she was u- she was utilizing hate slurs to. Um, to exacerbate a story about her mediocre sad little life and I, was, <laughs> I really did go after her I regret that I really really regret that and the reason for that is, is the following morning I got a call from a mutual friend of mine and hers and they kind of broke down what had actually happened behind the scenes about that whole management thing the edit being refused all of that asked me to jump on a zoom call obviously i am at the helm of a trans charity that aims to educate people they asked me to get on a zoom call i had the zoom call with her and she's just like a a sad she's gay as well like it doesn't make it any better or any worse it probably makes it worse to a lot of people but she's just like somebody fucked up and we all fuck up like you had a, a video of everything i ever said or if i was even more documented than i am i'm sure you'd find something where i said something really offensive or something you know and that doesn't excuse it she was wrong to use the word. But we live in a, a we live in a society that waits for people to slip up so they can, you know, they can light the fire underneath them and burn the witch. And that's wrong. And I learned... I, I personally took a big lesson out of it.
0: What did you learn?
1: I learned that I've got to not be so quick to, like, try and fucking cancel people and call people names. Like, I really... I was calling them names. And what she said wasn't right. But does that make me saying abusive things is valid no it doesn't it's not right yeah and i learned that from that situation i helped her writers her her statement and i'm helping her management team and her where they should turn their focus to in order to not right their wrongs but in order to continue their learning and their growing and it went out into the media i wish i hadn't been such a potty mouth on twitter i was like fucking this fucking that like and it got quoted on like bbc news Evening Standard, and all of that like because because she put my name in their statement a couple of times and then at the end she thanked me for her education and all of that and
0: and you're like, oh, you ain't seen my Twitter feed, bit? It was a retaliation. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Offended
1: by what she said. Yeah. Um, and it's not right that anyone should try and normalize that word as much as we normalized it inside the community.
0: Okay, so question: What can we all learn about learning?
1: The, the fact that none of us know, none of us know everything, and that we are all mm. learning continuously. I learned stuff about microaggressions and tiny little things that I say and do. I learn about that stuff like that about myself all the time. I didn't yeah, realize sure. that my uh, my my own behavior, my own language.
0: And where does the change come? Because it can obviously we we both know some people that can get stuck in their ways. Mm. How do these people? Can they change? Or is, that, is that you think I that's think, just a them issue?
1: I think they can, but I don't believe that change is ever going to become by belittling people. I don't think that it's the responsibility of people within um within my within the trans community to educate. But I think that if we take the time to educate when possible in a way that doesn't make people feel stupid or small or doesn't call somebody prejudiced before they've opened their mouth, because that's when people shut down and when they're scared to ask questions. I think if we create an environment where people feel comfortable to ask questions and comfortable to say like, oh, I'm, I, I got that wrong. And if, if somebody's comfortable enough to say, hey, I got that wrong.
0: But that's the thing, it's I feel like people are just not comfortable enough to say that. Exactly, yeah. So I think even creating that space for somebody to admit that yeah. it's something you can try and do. But even then I've I've done it before, even with family members and I've tried to say things and it just it gets so frustrating that it mm-hmm. ends up becoming a thing where you are calling each other names yeah. or you are belittling them. Yeah, absolutely.
1: The work is never over though, you know. Um I think I think there's there's things that i'm slowly kind of incorporating into the work that i do charity and within my own stuff that i'm learning that i'm learning to incorporate into the way that i speak to people you know like i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump down your throat i think people are so scared with 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 the way the internet works even in real life i think people are genuinely really scared that they're gonna say one wrong thing and everyone's gonna pile on and so they don't say anything yeah
0: and i get that yeah it's scary. I, I mean, get that. It, it, it is a real fear. And I do think that we should be just, I, I don't, you know, people say cancel, cancel culture. I don't think, I don't say I agree with cancelling people. I think we should listen to people. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that just prove themselves to be transphobic or Trans- homophobic mm-hmm. or racist. Yeah. Yeah. In which case I'm like, they are over.
1: <laughs> Every action comes with an equal reaction. And when we look at situations like the, the, the Jess Glenn situation, just around that same day and days before and after, there were organisations and individuals, big, big public individuals, that are specifically targeting the trans community and being like, I hate you. And then we've got somebody who slipped up with their language, deeply regretted it and tried to say sorry. And everybody's focus was on this one girl. Sure. When the same day, the UK census question was changed by law about sex identity after an anti-trans feminist group crowdfunded 100 grand of legal fees to go to the high court. It's basically, the question on this, um, this decade census said, please describe your sex using documents such as birth certificate, gender recognition certificate or passport and basically what this group did is they crowdfunded all of this money to have the words such as and passport removed from the question. What that does, you can change your part, your gender on your passport, your sex on your passport without a gender recognition certificate. Gender recognition certificates are kind of towards the end of a process that now with the UK um, wealth waiting times to be seen by a trans healthcare specialist, there's waiting times of up to five years now. It's forced thousands of people across the UK to now tick a box that says that they are recognised as a man or recognised as a woman. Mm. And that that may have nothing to do with their identity. And it's belittling and horrible. All of that situation happened at the same time as the dress situation happening like literally within the same 48 hours everybody's still focusing on jess and what my what my my point is is that cancel culture is never gonna is never gonna go but we should only have a reaction to something that's equal to what what's happened and when we've got stuff like these anti-trans feminist groups specifically coming after us and individuals that support them how, how is this how we're consuming our time? Yeah. Know? And like I said, I'm guilty of that. I, I've taken just as much of a learn out of, out of the whole situation as, um, as she has and as, mm. as I hope many people have.
0: I think it just ties in as well with how much of a like celebrity culture we are, like celebrity-obsessed culture we are. Yeah. We'd much rather obsess over somebody that's had singles in the UK charts yeah. rather than hate group who we might never have heard of before
1: mm-hmm. exactly yeah and i mean look at look at the legal changes that they accomplished under the radar whilst we're all busy mm. talking about
0: preoccupied
1: yeah Yeah. there you go sorry i just that was such a serious open to the podcast wasn't it
0: <laughs> such a serious opening <laughs> yeah
1: that's probably the most serious ever, there's a bit but of...
0: <laughs> well, that's fine the rest of the episode is very okay, not right serious let's
1: talk about slap oh how did the ASMR go
0: oh my god it was the funniest thing it was it was literally the funniest thing i think because you're trying to hold your laughter in it makes it worse and i was like at one point (laughs) at one point he was talking about her the the author or the character or the author was talking about the woman's vagina yeah and he was like i parted the old lips of time
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there.
0: I... <laughs> there was a lot of pussy shaming, but it was kind of done in like a subtle way, though, like really the big funny. dark hole of the. Stupid. I
1: suppose there's only so many so many uh you can give a vagina, isn't
0: there? Well, there were other ones just that just like the listing them off, of time. just listing listing them off like they were reading a the thesaurus. They were like the. The fanny, the cranny, the quim, the quif. The I'm quim. like, <laughs> the quim. <laughs> it, was, it all sounded very 17th century. And I'm like, this was had been written like five years ago. <laughs> so this one is called... By the way, I haven't read these before. This one is called Ed King by David Gutterson. She gave him this particular sign, this clear permission, and he began a careful prodding of her perineum. Where is that?
1: Perineum is in between your... In your bum hole, it's the gooch.
0: Oh, the taint.
1: The taint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The careful your flavor saver.
0: oh yeah. what? <laughs>
1: you, your drip catcher.
0: Uh <laughs> For a woman, right?
1: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: What? What do you mean? What you drip from your penis?
1: No, from your bum, like
0: afterwards. <laughs> But <laughs> how does it go up? What about the laws At of gravity? <laughs>
1: you're it... laying down.
0: Oh, what are you talking about then? Oh, if you're like doggy and then it drips yeah. down. <laughs> you flavor saver. Listen, I'm I'm always on my back. It's just easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am actually. I'm such a lazy missionary. Lazy
0: bitch and I get lower back problems. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so he he began a careful prodding of her perineum, which was as good a starting place as any for Diane because it instigated those processes of memory her sexuality required. It triggered memories with the uncanny force of deja vu and what she thought of as Ed slaved away was a boy from her village who had fingered her adriotically in a greenhouse thick with green tomatoes. Oh wow. <laughs> what
1: the fuck. Adriotically. I love that.
0: The boy in the greenhouse was flawlessly adolescent and shockingly beautiful, and in his innocent way he made her come resoundingly, Apollo with his modest marble membrum viril, otherwise known in her village as a skin flute. <laughs> This memory sparkled as Ed intently suckled. They were both on their left sides now, Ed behind where he pried her right shoulder back while deeply inserted and twisted her head so he could suckle away madly. He freed himself from her nipple after a long attachment.
1: Gee. (laughs)
0: Attachment.
1: There's so many descriptives happening. I'm struggling to keep a mental image going of what's
0: happening. Yeah, me too. I was having that last week. (laughs) He freed himself from her nipple after a long attachment so as to kiss her on the mouth at length, as if seeking to set the world record for kiss duration, and smelled her breast on his breath, which was otherwise pink What,
1: she got smelly tits for? (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's got like...
1: Slightly claggy boob.
0: Claggy? Claggy, yeah. She's got
1: disco tits.
0: (laughs) And he smelled her breast, breast on his breath, which was otherwise pinquent with saliva, a little tart, a little bitter and humid with the churning underworld. A raw metabolism and generative heat beneath the flawless exterior. Jim Long's odour had been a little... I can't fucking read these words.
1: Why is there so much fucking focus on how things smell?
0: Yeah, it's gross. And his mouth, lips and tongue had often tasted metallic, whereas Ed smelled vulnerability digestive. Warm-blooded, moist, and now just breastfed.
1: When well, he said digestible, I like, could think of was biscuits.
0: Yeah, of course. What else would you think of? How weird. Oh, is that the end of it? That's the end of that bit, yeah.
1: I don't know, right? It's like a punchline or something.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's it. <laughs> so your one is number 13. But your one's quite long. Oh, major. So...
1: <laughs> the Humbling by Philip Roth, 2009. He had let Pagene appoint herself ringmaster and would not participate until summoned. He would watch without interfering. First, Pegine stepped into the contraption, adjusted and secured the leather straps and affixed the dildo so that it jetted straight out. Then she crouched above Tracy, brushing Tracy's lips and nipples with her mouth and fondling her breasts. And then she slid down a ways and gently penetrated Tracy with the dildo. Pajin did not have to force her open. (laughs) She did not have to say a word. Oh, Pajin's a man. He imagined that if either one of them did begin to speak, it would be in a language unrecognisable to him. The green cock plunged in and out of an abundant naked body, sprawled beneath it, slow at first, then faster and harder and harder still. And all of Tracy's curves and hollows moved in unison with it. This was not soft porn. This, this was... was MS porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was no longer two unclothed women caressing and kissing on a bed. There was something primitive about it now. This woman-on-woman violence, as though in a room filled with shadows, Pajine were a magical composite of a shaman, an acrobat and an animal. It was as if she were wearing a mask on her genitals. A weird totem mask that made her into what she was not, and was not supposed to be. She could have, well, have been a crow or a coyote, while simultaneously Pajine, Mike, there was something dangerous about it. His heart thumped with excitement, the god Pan looking on from a distance with his spying Lechevus Glaze. Lechevus. Love that. It was English that the spoke when she looked over from where she was, now resting on her back beside Tracy, combing the little black cat-o'-nine-tails through Tracy's long hair, and with that kid-like smile that she showed her two front teeth, said to him softly, Your turn defile her <laughs> she took tracy by one shoulder whispered time to change masters and r- gently rolled the strange la- the stranger's large warm body towards his three children got together he said and decided to put on a play whereon his performance began there we go I what, what bit, did we think about that
0: the bit that got me was when he was like her her pussy had a had a had, had a, a, a mask had a mask on. A I mask. was thinking of like Jim Carrey the mask and the pussy was just going <laughs> kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> the pussy's is like the Tasmanian devil and it's like whoa <laughs> devour me. That is so silly. What guys do you know that have a have a mask hole?
1: A mask A, t- a you-
0: Tasmanian devil hole. <laughs> 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 it like? Wow wow <laughs> <"Wah, wah, wah, laughs>
1: Feed me. They eat everything.
0: Yeah.
1: What hungry bum holes do we know? <laughs> That was a funny old segment.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've still got one more read. Oh
1: have we? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll pick we'll do shorter ones this time. Okay. Because they were both quite
1: They were quite lengthy.
0: Lengthy. Yeah. I was just lengthy. To say that.
1: How was my salt tree reading?
0: It was quite good, you know. Turned
1: on. Did you get a little one?
0: just is, is it a semi, yeah. A semi, yeah. yeah. Me
1: too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Castle in the Forest by Norman Mailer, 2007. Maybe that's the answer. I need to be a little bit more, like, sensual. Porosy. Sensual. (laughs) Sexy. Clara turned head to foot and put her most unmentionable part down on his hard-breathing nose and mouth and took his old battering ram into her lips.
1: Battering ram? Is that his face or his... (laughs)
0: No, her fanny's on his face. So it was. It sounds like they were doing a 69.
1: Oh, okay. Get it now.
0: Uncle was now as soft as a coil of excrement.
1: His dick was as soft as shit.
0: With that uncle.
1: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: There's a lot to unpack just in that one sentence. Okay. She sucked on him nonetheless with an avidity that could come only from the evil one that she knew. From there, the impulse had come. So now they both had their heads at the wrong end, and the evil one was there. He had never been so close before. The hound began to come to life, right in her mouth. It surprised her. Aloy had been so limp. But now he was a man again. His mouth lathered with her sap he turned around and embraced her face with all the passion of his own lips and face, ready at last to grind into her with the hound, drive it into her piety.
1: I quite like the, the the idea of calling it the hound.
0: The hound. I yeah. Maybe me think of like Game of Thrones. Get your
1: hound out. I quite like that. I'll be using that.
0: Doesn't doesn't? I feel like Tase uses that a lot, doesn't she?
1: Taste does use that. She calls people a hound. Do you reckon she's just calling them a cock? She read this book. <laughs> she's like calling people a dick.
0: I don't know. You would know. You're Welsh. How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, is that the end of it? That's the end, yeah. Wow, okay. I mean, it was really the. Do you know what? When we. Soft when I... as a coil of excrement.
1: When I read stuff like that, I think, God, I'm never going to be able to write a book. I would never think of stuff like that. But I'm quite glad, to be honest.
0: Babe, I think we could write better books than this.
1: Talking about dicks as soft as shit. That's, what, <laughs> yeah. that's the way we would write our book, though. His dick was as soft as shit.
0: I could be fucking bothered if you can't get it hard Why I come round. <laughs> you dirty hound. <laughs> <laughs> the gall. The audacity. The, the gumption. <laughs> the gumption, yeah. <laughs> okay, here you go.
1: This is your final bit of wank bank material from me for the day. Wrinkler by Giles Curran, 2005. And he came hard in her mouth and his dick jumped around and rattled on her teeth and he blacked out. And she took his dick out of her mouth and she lifted herself up from his face and whipped the pillow away and he gasped and glugged at the air and he came again so hard that his dick wrenched out of her hand and and shot, hit him straight in the eye. Fucking hell! Sorry, I lost my sed- a seductive tone there, mm. and it stung like nothing he'd ever had in there, and he yelled with pain. But the yell could not have could could have been anything, as she grabbed his dick, which was leaping around like a shower dropped in an empty bath. <laughs> 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 she scratched his back deeply with the nails of both of her hands, and he shot three more times in thick stripes on her chest like Zorro.
0: I was thinking like Adidas.
1: I'm sorry, but in that it came four times. Oh, that's how it comes out, isn't it? Like palsy.
0: Oh, sure. Do you think that's what it meant? Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah,
1: he wouldn't have shot three more times in one go, would he? Like Zorro. Mm. A Zed.
0: (laughs) Ah. I I see you said Zorro, but I was just picturing like Wolverine.
1: Oh, no, with the sword. Do you remember you used to always do the Zed with the sword? yeah. Yeah, so it'd be like...
0: Yeah, but didn't it say that uh, he had a pillow on his face? So he's obviously going to come really hard if it's like Whipped a...
1: the pillow away and he gasped. So what, was she suffocating him whilst Yeah.
0: He... Mm, doing a Stephen Gately. His
1: dick jumped around and rattled on her teeth.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he's got a piercing or if she's got braces. That
1: wouldn't have been us with our Invisalign, would it, babe? <laughs> we would have exfoliated it
0: it's a a smooth slide down when you've got invisalign (laughs) (laughs)
1: here we go there we go that was our erotic fiction of the day
0: yes okay so we're going to move on to the confessional
1: okay I'm excited about this because I enjoyed the last one did you? Yeah I enjoyed the last confessional it was when we when we had um Gary here wasn't it and the person who had
0: um just in the show just in the show yeah so do you know what since then we had another person saying that they jizzed on their flatmate show and I thought you just heard the last episode and you want to get on the show
1: I mean you do call me cynical but it does happen that people
0: lie yeah a hundred percent and we also had like another two stories about cousins
1: I do believe that there's a lot more incest that happens than people know about, Mm -hmm. but
0: especially like as kids, I feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a tiny family, so there was there was no chance of it. But I mean, I, I hear about people with these huge families, and it doesn't shock me.
0: But that's yeah. And listen, it's like I said, I've got cousins that I would fuck if they weren't family. So when you're little, you're just like, there you go. you're you're like, you're what's like what's it. the law? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: the law does not apply. <laughs>
0: the, the limit does not exist. That's what
1: I was trying to say. <laughs> <of. laughs> when I was really little, um, probably about seven, there was a boy who was in my class at school. His name was Jordan, and he lived in the street over from where my mum lived. What I said, my mum, where we lived.
0: I love that you've named him.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I won't surname him, but I, um, yeah, and we used to go around each other's houses and kiss each other on the bum. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we used to kiss each other on the bum.
0: Did you? Yeah. Well, like on the heart or just on the bum cheek? both. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. But I said, on, I said on one of the episodes, like, I was doing stuff with another boy when I was really young. Yeah, like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did it once at seven and once at, like, eleven.
1: I had my first boyfriend when I was eleven. Yeah, and he was 13. Was
0: he a teacher? He was 13, yeah. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for these confessionals? Yes. So we've got a couple today. Christian Asterix says, I jerk off a lot to gangbangs because my husband doesn't want to share my hole. I don't know if it's like the kind of confession that we need to forgive it doesn't sound like a sin was committed oh, i
1: forgot the part of the confessional was it's like it's like a confession booth where you get forgiven
0: but and also i like the the, i like the fact of people just confessing things that they wouldn't say otherwise
1: yeah i suppose so i the thing is right is i is i do think that open relationships are much more common in our community than outside of it um but i think the rule has to be set from the beginning doesn't it he said his husband the open to... the
0: open relationship role yeah sure I
1: think it has to be from like day when we are both in an open relationship because if they're married and then your your husband was like I really want to throw my batty around I
0: mean do you know what I mean I mean you'd obviously have to fucking have that discussion before you got married if
1: yeah that...
0: but imagine if you were like okay yeah we're, we're going to be monogamous and then you got married and he's like oh by the way I want to be fucked by other people I'd be like that would dent your self-confidence. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't want to... That wasn't what I signed the dotted line for. Mm. But, um, I mean, at least he's just jerking off the gangbang videos and he's not actually... And the confessional wasn't like, I'm going to Hampstead Heath and getting gangbanged because my husband won't let me.
0: I don't feel like it needs forgiving. I don't either. No, but I do feel like it's a topic that I want to discuss more. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, I think you can have the... I think you don't have to necessarily have the conversation straight away. But if it's something that you bring up like right, three months down the line or however long it is down the line. Sure. Yeah. But I'm wondering how long these people have been dating. But they're
1: married. It must have been a long time. But saying that though. Oh I mean, my God,
0: yeah, you said my husband. Yeah. <gasps> I thought you were talking hypothetically when you were saying if you got married. No,
1: they're married.
0: Oh my God.
1: So, but saying that. It's not to stereotype or to categorise, because I'm sure there's... I I don't actually have that many straight cis couple friends. I've maybe got like six. Um, But I do have a million gay friends, you know, and, and, and some are in couples and some are not. And some of the most successful gay male relationships that I know are completely open. And I think that's because we have in our community we have the opportunity to really identify exactly what it is that makes us tick and like we really like okay what do i like and what don't i like we really like identify with ourselves more than more than like the default people do you know and so when when i say default i mean like straight cis people yeah sure i think
0: that can be kind of productive though because that's when people are like i know what i like and and they don't even let themselves that's
1: true yeah as long as the honesty is there i'm thinking of like one couple in particular that have always been open but they're obsessed with each other and they adore each other you know they've been together like 15 years i would not be in an open relationship i couldn't i'm too jealous
0: yeah me. i'm too jealous too do you think he's dis? he must have discussed it then with the husband then because he <laughs> said that the husband doesn't want to share my heart
1: i say jealous i think i'm more tra- i'm more traditional um w- w- does it, do, it sounds, if, it, if, it says, if, it, if he's saying his husband doesn't want to, it sounds like he's asked his husband and the husband said, no, we're not having five people over to... To fuck you while I sit thing. here
0: and watch Countdown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, the next confessional. All
1: right, go on.
0: Alan says that he had sex with two guys and then the next day at my cousin's wedding I saw them and they are cousins.
1: Oh, okay. um He
0: put like a little sick emoji too.
1: <laughs> he had sex with two different guys in one day, and then found out that they were both cousins the following day.
0: Oh, I thought it was he had sex with two guys, and it was like a threesome.
1: Well, no, they would have known they were cousins, then wouldn't they?
0: Yeah, I thought that was the issue that they were okay. Oh, with that it. he
1: had a gangbang with two knowing cousins. <laughs> We need the detail on that to decide if he's forgiven.
0: Oh my God, don't we? Because
1: in my mind, he had sex with two different people in one day. I didn't separately. even consider that. And then, and then the following day, he saw them both interacting and realised that they were cousins.
0: But why would you put a sick face to that?
1: Because you you're carrying the love mail of cousins in your bum. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I would
0: happily do a dad and then a son and then compare them. Would you? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Isn't there those two on OnlyFans? You see if they can get a bit of a a bit of a a collab going, babe.
0: No, I've already fucked one person with a wig this year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The. This, the next confession says, I had a friend with benefits who was in an open relationship. They then broke up because of me and then I lost interest and moved out of town. Okay. So we do have some more details on this one. Uh, so basically he said that, that we would hook up from time to time when he would go to the groceries or finish work. But they said a feeling and closeness started and he would tell me what was going on between them in the relationship He's like, for me, it was just fun. And then they broke up because he caught feelings for me.
1: Oh, my God, this happened to my nan. (laughs) Did it? (laughs) My nan was somebody's mistress for, like, 15 years. And when we were little, different nan to the tongue nan, um, the other nan. Okay. And she was somebody's mistress for, like, a long time. When we were little, we, like, knew who he was as well. We used to call him Uncle Alan. And then he eventually left his wife for my nan because he was in love with my nan. And the day he left his wife, my nan said it's over. She was just into the thrill of it.
0: That's what I mean. That's my what happens. Just, yeah, my
1: nan just was loving the thrill of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes when, when people sleep with people that are in relationships, part of the appeal is the thrill of something, you're doing something naughty, you're doing mm. something bad. Mm. And then maybe maybe once that thrill is gone, the attraction is not actually there.
0: But, like, you're playing with people's feelings. Can't you just steal some chewing gum or something?
1: laugh my nan. Give my nan a
0: ring. <laughs> my auntie's done it too. She
1: has?
0: Yeah. She's i like, call her the other woman.
1: Really? <laughs> what, she's done it that many times?
0: <laughs> I mean, she hasn't done it loads of times, but she obviously had a experience where she married the guy. The guy, I think he cheated on her. Yeah. Or, or did he cheat on her or did he maybe just end the relationship or something and left her heart broken she, is this
1: the auntie that watches the sing backwards
0: yeah yeah so she i don't talk to the other one she's an alcoholic oh. so she was like i can't um like put myself in that situation again as in emotionally yeah so then she was like i'd just rather just have my friends and have wine and have fun she's just very and travel and do what i want like that's just how she sees it okay but yeah, it's just so funny that she'll be like, yeah, and then he'd come round to give me a shag. And oh, she, I'm wow. like, that's somebody's husband.
1: Yeah, I could, I, <laughs> um, could I? I'm trying to think back. I, I, I know that it's definitely... Have you done it? Yes. Yeah. But not, I don't think I've done it knowingly. I think I found out afterwards that they had been married or had, had got. I don't think I knowingly, knowingly was like, oh, I slept with her." Okay,
0: this is what we're going to talk about on our member segment. Okay, sure. Going quickly, do we forgive this person?
1: Mm, no.
0: <laughs> no. I don't no, not No. You don't? No. But they're in a relationship, so he had every right to be banging this guy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think about it logistically, but I mean, if they're in a in, in an open, I think the the terms of an open relationship are all different, though, aren't they? Because like some people have it open relationships, but only they can only have threesomes together. Mm. Some people have open relationships where it's only sex, no emotion. Some people have completely we just live together and we love each other, but you can love other people, you know, like people. But also,
0: have... you can't say only sex, no emotion. You can't put a limit on emotion. No,
1: you cannot. You can't. You were saying that to me like I like I was trying to put the limit. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: listen you can't hold back love feelings are yeah. feeling the heart wants what it wants we've
1: got to fight for this love
0: the heart wants what it wants the
1: heart wants <laughs> what it wants
0: so yeah the, the the drag race robbery
1: oh my god the bimini bomb burglary of it all
0: honestly i was literally me and my friends were sitting there watching it and we both just our mouths just chopped open
1: it was probably the most visceral reaction I've had to something on the television for a really long movie. time. Obviously, we know them, but yeah. it was. I was sat on the sofa with my flatmate and Alex. I can't tell you how shocked I was to the point where I wondered if they put out the wrong version of it. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> like Oprah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> like Oprah. Like, what? Because it was so obviously supposed to be Bimini, mm. and don't get me wrong, I love taste. I love taste, but in terms of the competition, yeah, sure, Bimini has been. I think head and shoulders above all of them, yeah. including Lawrence.
0: Yeah, totally. When
1: they said Lawrence, I was genuinely shocked and appalled.
0: Yeah, I was in my mind. I just did not think it would be anyone other than Bimini. I was like, it's Bimini. Yeah, so- I tell you what is similar to you're you watching the us one
1: yeah yeah
0: so it's a bit like how you know how simone started off so strong yeah when it, within the first like four episodes i was like yeah just just call it simone's drag race sure it's simone yeah, yeah. simone is the winner now as a competition's going i'm like got mick is amazing and now got mick has done the snatch game and stuff um simone was still good but i'm like do i want got Mick to win now
1: I think got Mick's gonna win
0: do you yeah I I mean that would be groundbreaking
1: exactly I think firstly not only is um is she going to win because of the way that she's performing in the competition but I also think that it's important that got Mick wins yeah I think it's really important that they win yeah um because it's just gonna set such a tone for the progression of the competition I do also know that the next season of UK Drag Race has an um, assigned female at birth contestant. A cis woman? Yeah. There's grounds are being broken, by the way.
0: Well, I guess there's room for everybody.
1: Yeah. That's coming up on the next season of UK Drag Race.
0: I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Really? Look, I'm sorry, call me old-fashioned, but I don't think cis people should be allowed to compete in Drag Race.
1: You mean cis women? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just...
0: Um, but, but wait, hold on. She... Are they competing as a drag king?
1: No, drag queen.
0: So you're... But you're already a woman. You're already a woman.
1: I don't know, you know. I see both sides to it. I get what you mean. And I think I was of that mindset before, but they're all playing characters so it's and it's kind of about a character that they've all made in their heads isn't it and so i think if it's more like character race for instance which it is because it's like the drag queen version of everybody then i I, in my mind i'm like i i I don't take a big issue with it i think it's going to be it's going to be like quite major it's going to completely change the i
0: dynamic, feel it? i i feel like the idea is that the character you are playing is of the opposite gender and i know that people do males for snatch game and stuff yeah but i don't know i guess that's
1: i guess that's a conversation that the cast is announced which i think it's going to be like way later in the year um because it's <laughs> Our Drag Race just finished yesterday.
0: It's going to be really do- divisive.
1: Oh my God, so divisive. Yeah, but also I think it's going to be a point of education for a lot of people as well. I think it's something to talk about, you know, because the, the, the person that's in it is gay and um, has a place and then it's just, the conversation will be, do they have a place in RuPaul's Drag Race? Which is, don't know. Nobody thought that um I mean nobody would have ever thought that a trans man could w- would go on to impersonate a woman you know like things change but I, do, I mean uh,
0: people people might not have thought that that would have happened but the for me the the rules still apply to Got because that is still a man
1: Got so major
0: I see Got I see Got as a man Yeah. That, that's what yeah, yeah, he of is course, yeah. and that's a man doing drag regardless of how they were you, what gender you, they were born with
1: do you see Drag king... oh, So, so women who do drag, Mm. do you see that not as drag?
0: What, as a woman dressing as a man?
1: No. Assigned female at birth, women doing drag queens... Being drag queens. Do you see that as valid?
0: Uh, I think valid is a strong word, because I don't want to say that anybody is invalid. But you've got to remember the acronym is dressed as a girl. Are they all? Yeah, you you already were. (laughs)
1: yeah I mean I don't know this is the, this is the conversation that's going to be happening. I hate you, you know I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm like further progressed than anyone. I think anybody's side in it is but I think drag is up for um, perception it's up for conversation and it's kind of a um, it's a, drag is a statement in itself isn't it It's like a political statement almost in saying like I defy what I am
0: sure but if somebody was to go up on that stage and literally just be a man with a wig on they wouldn't get as many points so the fact that that person is already a woman they have an advantage on the competition they don't have a beard to shave
1: but do you think that they're that they're judged based on how much of a woman they look
0: partly yeah do you they are how many drag queens What's on the drag dra- queen?
1: doesn't wear, d- doesn't wear boobs bald head a lot of the time like does it, it, it's not female impersonation to to, to to kind of deceive as a female. There were definitely drag queens who look like uh, amazing. Okay, but how
0: many women. drag queens do you know that have a beard that go onto to Rupert's Drag Race with a full-blown beard? It, I don't know, it just, it changes a lot.
1: Yeah, which, it totally does, yeah. yeah. And it will also change, like, the future of, of all the drag races. I mean, we've got, like, six now, is it?
0: UK, US, Canada, Holland, Thailand. Australia. Spain, Australia. Yeah, it isn't out yet, Seven. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seven
1: hundred. Anyway, back to the the burglary of the UK uproar, absolute uproar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. Don't think that it was the right decision. But there were people who were like absolute Lawrence Cheney fans that think that it was the right decision. So are we biased because we know and love Bimini? Maybe we are. But I just don't think that.
0: No, the I right decision was made. I don't either. I think it was a case of like we said before, Lawrence started off so strong like Simone, mm-hmm. but then Bimini like got Mick prove themselves later on. Yeah. And the thing is, RuPaul just loves Lawrence. He has from yeah. the start. Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney.
1: But it's RuPaul's drag race.
0: So, there you go. Yeah. Who, who are we to argue? Yeah. And hey, I better see fucking Bimini on All Stars. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. It's RuPaul's fracking race, darling. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, my handle is is at Danny St. James.
0: I'm at Jalais Slays, and if you wanna follow us collectively, we are at Cocktails Cock Talk and at Cocktails Confessions. Also, if you go to our Cocktails and Confessions Instagram, you can get some of our merch via the bio, or you can get bonus episodes from Patreon, which is also in our bio. And we're gonna do our episode on being the other woman right about now.